This is COVID Connections on the Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Joining me this week for COVID Connections, one of many people, Catherine Green, who's the chairperson of the Adult Guidance Association. Upskilling, if you've lost your job, and of course a lot of people, Catherine, have lost their jobs. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. Lovely to speak with you. Yes, yeah, it's well, a, it is a sad time. I mean, the highest rate of unemployment probably in the history of the state on the way. It's incredibly challenging. But, you know, we were through a very serious recession in 2011. And many people I met at that time thought my life is over. I'm never going to get back into my apprenticeship. I'm never going to get my job back again. And you know what? By 2014, 15, you know, it began to change. So this too will pass is what I have to oh, say gosh, to people. Gosh, I hope so. And, I, I think, um, the, sorry to interrupt you, I think the most vulnerable group of people here are those, and I, I could be wrong, in their 40s to 60s who've been in a job for maybe 10 or 20 years and that job is now closing down or it's not going to open up again or whatever it happens to be. They're on a COVID payment at the moment. And they're thinking, how am I going to get a job at my age? They're going to pick some young buck at 23 years of age and give them the job and not me. Because there is ageism unconsciously in society, isn't there? Absolutely. There, there is an element, but being honest, uh, employers really value experience. And we talk about transferable skills in our work, and I'll, I'll tell you about our service and what we do in a minute, but I would just say that the transferable skills that people have already got in the work that they've been doing, i.e. I, their IT skills, their communication skills, their customer service skills, which you get a huge amount of in the hospitality industry, which we know is being hugely damaged at, the, at this present moment. And an awful lot of younger people also work there as well as, you know, the, the age group that you're speaking about. So what I will say to you, here is a time. We are here as an adult guidance service. We are a public service. We work in the 16 education training boards. And I'll give you more details about that at the end if you give me a chance to get yep. the website okay. so that people can find us. But we provide one-to-one, impartial, objective guidance for anybody who's unemployed, whether they are on a payment, and a lot of people will be, thank God, which is helping them at the moment. But there are also people who are unemployed who are, who are not on a payment because they've got maybe distance from the labour market. There are carers at home. Uh, there are people with who've developed a disability or have had a disability. And, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for, for people there as well. And so we what, so what, do you, what do you do, Catherine? You, do you kind of take so, them by the hand and say, listen, what are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? How can we reskill you into something that you're passionate about and want to do. That's exactly. We provide one-to-one, which is a fantastic thing. We do group guidance as well when people are in groups. But the main thing that we do is we provide one-to-one guidance and information. And we take what we call a holistic view of the person. In other words, looking at their individual circumstances. And there's an awful lot of information out there. And some people get a general idea and think, oh, that's great for me. I can just go and do that. And maybe, you know, we've got to look at their own circumstances, um, their individual incomes and so on, and um, how they've become affected. And so we help people work out an individual plan and we really stay with them every step of the way. So I have examples of clients that I have met seven years ago and they come back to me maybe to do a master's having done a level five, you know, in our FET, our further education and training courses. We've got wonderful opportunities if you want to become a carer, if you want to become a child care worker, whatever it is you want to do. And of course the message is it's never never too late as well, Catherine, because if you feel you're uneducated, 
educated or you didn't fill your, finish your academic years and you want to go back and do your leaving cert or do a degree or get a master's or a bachelor's or whatever you want to get, it's never too late to do that. You can do that at any time, can't you? Absolutely. There are massive opportunities. And at the present moment, for those who are unemployed and, and are on a payment, they are entitled to something called e-college because, you know, IT is constantly changing, as you know, and we, we get into old habits, including myself. And mm-hmm. when I get the opportunity, I need to go back and do more IT. But there's an opportunity. There's e-college, which is a free, it's free to everybody, and it's online. So sitting at home there today, you can go on to e-college, www.ecollege.ie, and you can sign up for an ECDL, an updated version of that. So it's a fantastic opportunity. Also, for those, say, who have a third-level degree and, you know, have been, as you say, in the job for a very long time and haven't had an opportunity to upskill, now is the time to press the pause button. Come into us, reflect on your life, where you are and where your career can take you. I've changed my career several times over my life and people are living longer and we are building people's careers up to their but it's, age it is, it now. Is sometimes, and that is really true. It's you know? hard to get that mindset into people because somebody, say, who's been a chef all his life or uh, been a waitress all their life or whatever they are, a barman or whatever it happens to be, yeah. you know, because these are the sectors that are particularly affected at the moment. It, that's all they feel. That's all they know. And they're stepping outside of their comfort zone to do something different and change Change is very difficult for human beings, isn't it? Absolutely, but that's what we're all about. We're all about because, you know, change will happen anyway. And if you don't adjust to the change and manage the change, you know, you can get into trouble and you can get low in yourself and that. And we reach out to people like that and help them make the change because, as I said, there are huge opportunities out there and people need not be afraid. Sometimes people worry about, I have a gentleman now that I'm just thinking about exactly as you say, he was at the top of his game in the hospitality industry, running huge bars on huge salary and was made redundant. And he, believe it or not, is going to go back and do a level five in pre-engineering, a wonderful course in my own uh, place in, in, in Bray Institute of Further Education. I, I work in Bray and mm-hmm. Wicklow. I'm part of the Kildare and Wicklow uh, Education Training Board. But um, So he's going to go back and do a pre-engineering course and go on to do a degree. He will be supported to do that with the help and the Minister, um, you know, for FET now, Simon Harris, our wonderful person who saw us through a lot of the crisis at the moment. He's now in charge of FET and he has made great inroads already in providing huge opportunities opportunities for people who maybe want to do apprenticeships where he's going to incentivise employers to take on people now. So www.apprenticeships.iejobs.ie and you will see that there will be opportunities there where mm. people will be training people okay. for, you know, so there's loads of opportunities. Okay. This man is going back to do engineering. I have another person who is um, uh, into art and never had an opportunity and is now deciding, you know, here's my time. I've always wanted to do it. And she's going to go back and do um, a, a degree in education and art through NCAD. There's loads of opportunities like that for others and young people, I find, too, and older people can be very resilient. And there's so many opportunities where there are threats, there are opportunities. And we saw already during this crisis that people began making those wonderful masks that we're all wearing. I'm buying one from a young girl who set up, you know, as a designer and is making masks. And she sent them to Beaumont Hospital and various things as well. So uh, people have made the PPE, you know, and you know, we have yeah, a huge people, people are quite, People are quite resilient and they will come up with ways of making themselves busy, I suppose, and making money as well. But listen, Catherine, I've run out of time, but listen, I appreciate you coming around the air and you've given a lot of hope to people well, I mean, who may be in a if, very difficult if, situation. If I could give you one good yeah. website where they will be able to find a guidance service and information officer near them, okay? okay. So it's www.com 
adultguidanceassociation.ie. Okay. And if they go on to that, they will, uh, you know, and uh, they will get onto a map and there is going to be a centre in an ETB, an education training board near them. And there are so many opportunities. And please tell them not to stress. People to think, reach oh, out. that's People years reach away. Yeah. You, you, you go back and you do something. It will reinvigorate you and it will set you up for your next career because we all have to change and adapt with the way the world is at the moment. And here's an opportunity. Okay. Press the pause button, reflect. Come and talk to us. We'll be delighted to meet you. Some of us may be on holidays at the moment. So make, uh, make the phone call or email us and we always promise and we will get back to you. Okay, so just to give you that website again, it's adultguidanceassociation.ie. And they'll find a map and they will find a service near them within one of the 16 education training boards around the country. And there are some super opportunities. And already, I would just like to tell you as well, Careers Portal is another um, website they could look up where they will get ideas about themselves. They can do a little interest inventory. And so I've mentioned e-college, I've mentioned, and Springboard is another one. You've mentioned a lot of them in there but I think the main one where you will get all that information will be the Adults Guidance Association.ie Listen, thank you very much indeed Catherine Green for coming on the air and speaking to us about that because I know it gives a lot of people hope we're in a very difficult situation at the moment Speaking of difficult situations Paul, you're on Classic Kids How you doing Paul? How you doing Noel? Uh, Paul, you I'm good uh, You own your own executive ta- it's executivetaxi.ie um, uh, Basically yeah. you're a, a chauffeur Well that girl that's just thought to be on there is uh by hitting the nail on the head and I'd like to speak on behalf of all the small and medium enterprises around the country thousands of them have gone out of business overnight and the knock on effect that this time next year it's going to be 10 times worse so we can all try and think positive there'll be no tax take next year from uh, self-employed people no. uh, obviously and what I see now is everything is being cancelled right across the board um, I'm in the hotel business obviously at the airport taking up all the time and I speak on behalf of a lot of chauffeurs that remortgage their house to buy their new minibus or Mercedes or, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, yep. the eighty hundred thousand pound uh, fifty seater that's sitting in a yard somewhere. The two hundred one brand new that's sitting there. My friends bought new S classes for their chauffeur business. These are ex taxi drivers that are chauffeurs now. I know, I know. Um, yeah. Coincidentally, I know a guy. His name is Paul as well. Actually, he's in the chauffeur yeah. business. I mean, maybe it is actually you. <laughs> it could have. Yes, me. Yeah, I used to do the Mickey Money night on uh, in the Saks Hotel. Oh right, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, Barry, you remember? <laughs> I, do, I, do, I remember. I remember yeah. it well. Yeah, up there. Yeah, I do. That's Where the right, fellas yeah. used to go in and take off the wedding rings. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Listen, but, uh, but so Paul, you're you're in the business, and, and what's normally right. your clientele? Are you what politicians, celebrities? Listen, I'll tell you a little bit of my background. Uh, tour, tour generation. My grandfather was involved setting up national radio cabs in 1956. My dad got into the business in 1972. And I'm in the business this year, 25 years, 1995, when I got into it. And uh, I speak on behalf of all the other taxi companies. Unless you're, unless you're affiliated with the HSE or something like that, or there's no business anymore. Everything is being cancelled. And I don't see... I don't see any uplift between now and this time next year, to tell you the truth. And how are you surviving now over the last sort of five or six months uh, where the business has basically died? I mean, are, oh. you're, you're probably lucky if you're doing even 20% or 30% of what you were doing sort of in February. So, And how are, you, how are you handling that? Well, firstly, like all the other people, had to cancel the mortgage. If you have a house, you have to cancel the mortgage and uh, get the three months benefit. Yeah. And then get the, the get the payment, the COVID payments, which meant that yeah. you're not allowed to work. They have yeah. a tracking app on you to make sure that they know where you are. 
and uh, you know, unless you're stupid, artificial intelligence is more or less running the show here. While most people are told to stay at home, and the bank came out today, Bank of Ireland, and told everybody that they're laying off thousands next That's year. That's right, yeah, yeah because yeah. they don't need them anymore because computers are taking over. Like, Tesla is taking over. Chauffeurs won't be around for much longer because AI will move in. Automated cars, yeah, yeah. Automated cars. I think think the automated cars might be a little bit away. Yeah, the DJing, because everybody has a laptop now. Anybody can be a DJ, yeah. And and that's why, look, we used to buy seven-inch records, remember? Then we went into Abbey Ridge. We were buying stuff in there. Into Paul and uh, Derek and, uh, what was the other chap's name? Um, Billy and Derek. Billy and Derek, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, and listen, Noel, you know, we we thought we'd never go home to put the records on 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 the record player and listen to it all day and think it was great. And... All of a sudden, we were superstars carrying the two boxes of records of O'Connell Street. You know that, I know that, and we thought we were great once upon a time. And then, then came the laptop, and everything was wiped out. This business that we're in today now, with COVID-19, as I said, you couldn't script it. Listen, all the people like barbers and hairdressers were told to go back to work. There's no footfall. I guarantee you there's thousands of barbers sitting there twirling their thumbs today with no business. And they're not the payment anymore because you were told to go back to work. I know loads of people that's in that business in Ireland, so do you. And I guarantee you, if you see the shops, go around all the local shops and see the footfall is dropped. And I'd like to say hello to all the people that are afraid to come out. All the elderly people that are sitting in their house afraid to come out because the government and that television license that you're going to bring up in a few minutes. The best advice I'd give everybody today is get rid of your television. Because the only virus I can see is the virus on the television. If you switched off your telly, Noel, and came out, you wouldn't know nothing about COVID-19. But you get, yeah, but I, I, and I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing that yeah. a lot of people are petrified. And yes, there is only one side of the story being given out on a particular television station called RTE. Uh, but in saying that, you can't also deny, Paul, that there are many people, and, and we have to be conscious of people listening today whose loved ones might have died in nursing homes, particularly in nursing homes where elderly people were taken down by this virus. It is another virus we have to contend with. You know, and we no, would be crazy to deny you. that. Now, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you that I think the fear that people have is worse than the virus in, in, yeah. in some no, sense, and, I, and I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. No, I mean, let me say something to you yeah. for a minute. Okay. Okay. Let's do, the, let's do the numbers for a minute. There's, there's a there called Corona.health. Corona.health. Everybody should be on this. And stop reading newspapers for a minute. Go on and read the facts. China, 1.3 billion, let's say. Or their death toll today is 4,676. I know, it's hard okay. to believe. Ireland. Ireland. Well, see, this is where we go when we listen to Tony. Okay, I, 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 Paul, I, I didn't want to get into that today, and I understand, I, I know what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I mean, it does sound like a very bizarre figure, actually, for a country that has 1.2 billion or 1.3 billion people. And Ireland has 1,763 1, deaths. In a country with five million people, yes, it, yeah. does, it doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Uh, but but again, but the, so there's two things there: either one, the Chinese government are lying about the figures, or they've just been very, very lucky. I, I don't know. Okay, but the, the, getting back to you, and I, I'm more concerned about how this is affecting you and how it's affecting right. workers, taxi drivers, people who work in pubs, people who are in entertainment, uh, people who are in all sorts of businesses which yeah. are basically not recovering. I mean, even though you're allowed to work, so there's no work for you. So how, how is that affecting you, you know, from, from a mental health point of view, Paul? Mental health is, it, it's, everybody's changed. My, my mental health is not the same. I'm not the same for this last January. And 
And uh, no, I've been trying to ring radio stations to talk about this for the last few months about the mental health, about people committing suicide, about not people not being able to cope. Like I'm the breadwinner. You know, if a wife that's working as well, she's pulling money in. I was the guy that was putting the money on the table as well. Now all of a sudden that stopped. And that's not good for it. I'm self-employed all my life, Noel. You know that. You know me. You know who I am. Okay. And uh, I've always been self-employed. And we've been shut down technically and told, good luck. The next thing what's going to happen is, all of us are going to be told sooner than later that your COVID payment is getting stopped. You like and, you're da- and you're down to 203 euro on the doll. And you can go out and drive around the city and find that there's no customers and you're not going to have your COVID payments anymore. Now, so what's going to happen then? Well, I just think suicide rate is going to go through the roof. I, would, I, 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 I hope not. And I, 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 look, I, I'm, I, I've looked at figures around the world and sadly suicide is on the rise, and I, but I hope it doesn't happen here. I do think bad decisions have been made. I do believe good decisions have been made as well. No, listen, what's happened here is like Air Beirut. This is exactly, it's like 9-11. This whole thing, what's happening here is like a slow version of 9-11. Honest to God, I'm not joking you. The American business has just completely stopped. Uh, the company's up in Sandyford and all over Dublin. And is, is there uh, something else? I mean, just you heard the interview just before you, uh, where we spoke to, you know, people who reskill people. And I'm not, I'm not dismissing the fact that you're a taxi driver or a chauffeur or uh, that's the yeah. business that you're in and, and you, know, you know that most of your life apart from the DJing as well. Is there something else that you could do? Could, could, I mean, is it possible for, you know, I know a lot of people are going to have to change. Unfortunately, the damage is done. I mean, we can all turn around now and say governments are making bad decisions all around the world, right? And they are as far as I'm concerned. But in saying that, the damage has been done economically. So Noel, your, your business is badly affected no matter what happens now. Noel, that girl that was on before me, right, forgot to mention one thing. It's all right going back reskilling people, right, that are already working for somebody. When you're self-employed working for yourself for 25 years, it's very hard to take orders off anybody. If I'm working for Ford FM and they're telling me to jump, I'll jump because they give me a week's wages. But we're self-employed. We can up, we do our hours, whatever we have to do. The long days sometimes. Some days there's no work. It's not busy every day. You know, right across the board, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, every day is not a great day. And all of a sudden we're told to go back and do something else. It's, as I said, when, you become, when you're getting close to 50 or over 50, it's difficult, mentally. That's what I'm saying. And a lot no, I know, and, and the older you get, exactly. the older that you get, the less hope you feel for getting another job. And I can understand that. I'm 56 myself, yeah. for God's sake. So I, 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 I mean, if it was 22 or 23 or something like that, I'd say... Granted, you could just do something else. Yeah, yeah, of course. Go off and do something else. And like the nightclub said, Noel, if you, if you, if you got any bullshit, excuse the expression off any of the managers, you go somewhere else. I mean, you've been in clubs for years. And you know what you have to deal with. Different managers coming in, different guys that aren't happy. Not everybody likes you. You know, and it's the same thing with my, my business. I've done hotels, the five-star hotels in Dublin, put the transport into them. Somebody comes along with a cheaper option. Then there's half the app now. We're trying to compete with the app. You know, I won't mention the companies. You know who's in Dublin. Tap the app, and here it comes. And, you know, all of a sudden, my business is, is, is being destroyed by tapping the app. 
you know. The no, I know, I know that's very difficult for some taxi drivers and uh, for transport companies as well, of course, when you have larger companies coming in and kind of taking over the whole market, essentially, and giving you no option but to use uh, their services. But, but in saying that, so where do you see your future now, Paul? Noel, all the people that rang me to cancel our weddings, I've loads of weddings booked in now, this week, next till next year. Yeah. And then the, the minister comes out and tells everybody self-employed like me that you can write this year off just like that. Yeah, well, it's, it's, that's, e- that's easy for him to say, yeah. Right, that's okay when he's getting his, uh, when they're getting more money than uh, the American government every week in their week. Okay, and you, you know the facts. And I'm sitting here wondering, I mightn't have a business next year. All the money that's being handed back in room, the deposits that were given back, the money that was paid last year with my bread and butter to take me through January and February until the season reopens again. Now all of a sudden, there's nobody there. There's no football. The weddings are being cancelled. They want the money back. They don't know when the wedding is going to... Going to do you have, do you, Paul, do you, do you have many friends or people that you kind of hang around with that you could talk no, to? Because I, I know you're in a difficult place. Everybody went separate ways. I, I, friends of mine that haven't spoken to me since uh, March that were happy as Larry. Like you, uh, you know, I know you very well. And I know your background. And I know the bad days and good days Noel has. And I'm with you 100%. There's nobody scratching the arrow back. We're all self-employed. That's the old problem. But it's, you know, I'm looking out the window like a, a monkey sometimes, out the window, thinking to myself, out the house. I'm looking out the window at the, all the other courier companies that are flying in a thinking that's the road to go well Graham said for example he sent in a text here he said if he wants extra taxi work they're crying out for taxi drivers for school transport yeah I mean I I don't know about the school transport but maybe he's right maybe they are looking for people for school transport is that an option we're going to have to do something else yeah okay that's what I'm saying well well, Paul I've run out of time I do apologise time shouldn't be an enemy when we're talking about something like that but look it is unfortunately Paul listen I wish you well I really do you know and sure give us a ring anytime all right I'm losing your line there now listen Paul thank you very much indeed for coming on the air and I wish you well and to all the other taxi drivers by the way or people who are in the industries which are badly affected at the moment I really am genuinely thinking of you all Leslie Kane as well by the way is from the Music and Entertainment Association of Ireland Uh, Leslie sorry about that and unfortunately I'm going to have to be a little bit briefer with you now but uh, of course we spoke to Luanne Pearl yesterday who um, was disgusted by Heather Humphrey's comments suggesting that people in the entertainment industry or singers or whatever should reskill. Um, which is an insulting thing to say to people, by the way. Well, I'd like to set the record straight, if I may, Niall. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a meeting with Minister Humphreys yesterday. Um, but regardless of that, you know, we, we all watched those proceedings in the Oireachtas Live because we had a lot of TDs speaking up for our industry. Um, at no point did Minister Humphreys say that. And I just, you know, I have to sort of give credit where it's due. She didn't actually say that. What she did say was the department will take a common sense approach. It's okay for people to wait for the sector in which they will work to reopen. Now, thankfully, she sent out a tweet yesterday that sort of took the ambiguity out of that statement. But, you know, that's, that's actually the case. In actual fact, uh, Minister Humphreys, you know, she has worked uh, as Minister for the Arts. She does understand where we're coming from. Um, I understand that they have to take a holistic approach 
when well, she's only responsible, I suppose, for the financial aspect of it. I well, mean, she, for the she's social not, welfare and the PC. Yes, absolutely. Sort of. She's not but responsible for getting a job yes. back for you. But I, I do think her, her comments were completely taken out of context. Um, well, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I was looking at Facebook and a lot of the people I know in entertainment, I know. you know, you know, they, they seem to take umbrage. I didn't hear what she said. It was, it was but they took umbrage. By a, by a printed media. That's the problem. And the words were twisted. Now, look, I can, I've been listening. Okay, so what, what happened at the meeting yesterday? Because right, at the meeting she, yesterday, yeah. one of the first things, and I know you've spoken to some of my colleagues before and you spoke to my husband, Paul Little. One yeah. of the things that we were looking for, which we sort of got sorted last week, was that uh, 2019 accounts could be used for the self-employed, and I hope that that would help Paul also, uh, yeah. that was on there. Um, because, you know something, yes, things did get busier in 2017, and we all reinvested in our equipment, and, you know, okay, so, so it's that it's affected our net income. So that was one thing. So 2019 accounts are now, we can use those for assessments, which will hopefully Provided get you made an honest return. Yeah. But, well, you know, we, we have to do that, I guess. Yeah. It'll get you in the end. That's what no I'm point. saying. It would be good if you made an honest return in uh, this situation, absolutely, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now, the other things that uh, we're looking at is um, that the Minister will sort of put a, a team dedicated to this in place. Now, this is all coming directly from the meeting now. This all has to be confirmed in writing. One of the big things, as you know, for musicians in particular, now you know that we represent musicians, DJs, crew, you know, sound yeah. engineers, anybody in entertainment, was the odd gig syndrome. Now, the odd gig was a big deal because if there was a social, socially distanced gig, um, you know, a, a special little, say, wedding or whatever, we didn't know if we could do those, well, take those gigs. Without it affecting your money, without yeah. Without it affecting our income support. So that has been clarified. Now, the details will follow, but... So in other words, you can, you're, you're thinking they might let you do they, the odd gig. The minister has said that, yes, sporadic gigs are acceptable. Okay. The details of what sporadic means, I mean, obviously don't... Does that mean, does that, now is that official, or does it just mean they're turning a blind eye to it? No, it's, it's a kind of a, a common sense approach... Um, obviously, nobody can take the mickey, as I say, um, but she does recognise that we do, A, need to keep our hand in, B, that there, if there's a call for it, and C, it's got to be taxed anyway, you know? Yeah, well, of course, yeah. 2020 yeah, yeah. Uh, taxable accounts, so, yeah. uh, so well, that's it's just, just the odd to be gig declared as normal. But it's going to be the odd gig, there won't be much tax to be paid at the end of the year. Anyway, so. Well, this is true. Also. <laughs> so, um, but just very quickly, Leslie, how do you see the. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very. I suppose feeling very positive when I see a story popped up on my phone there a second ago, Guns N' Roses confirmed for Marley Park next year, right? Yeah. So that that makes me feel good when I hear an ad we have running at the moment for tickets for UB40 uh, for the Three Arena for next year. That makes me feel very positive. Are you as positive that this time next year or by, say, you know, I don't know, February or March next year, I that we're going we to be back to have gigs? I guess we have to be. We have, and Remember that our group represents the ordinary working musicians. We're the people, we don't have record deals, you know, mm-hmm. we don't do tours. We're the people in your local bars and ho- hotels and whatever every weekend and the crew that go and weddings and what have you. Um, so, yes, we have to. And yes, that does give us a ray of hope, because when you see things like that, you see what we what we have seen is comments like, oh, the PUP will be extended till April. And what do we read that as? We read that as, oh, my God, we can't gig until we April. We can't gig till April. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not going so, back to work till absolutely. April. Absolutely. So when we yeah. see things, absolutely it gives us hope, because all we have is hope. All right, well, listen, I, I, I will talk to you a little bit more, Leslie, and I'm sure I'll talk to Paul as well very soon, too. Anytime. Any listen, time. thank you very much, Leslie Kane. Please say it. Bye. Bye-bye. COVID Connections on the Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.